You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, grow brand awareness, and create better content. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest today is Evan LePage. Evan is Director of Content at Thinkific, a company that helps creators sell online courses, build communities, and monetize memberships. Evan, it is great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate the invitation. Thank you. So we have a great topic today, and that's strategies for growing your business through co-marketing. And so I just want to begin by asking for a definition what is co-marketing? Yeah, absolutely. So co-marketing is essentially a marketing collaboration between two businesses in which you're working on the same deliverable and you share the same or at least a very similar desired outcome. This typically takes the form of a digital resource like an ebook or a blog or a template or an event like a Twitter chat, a live event, a webinar, that kind of thing. I think it's a important to add a bit more detail because I know a lot of people, when they hear that, they go, okay, two businesses collaborating. How's that different from influencer marketing or affiliate marketing? And I think the big thing there is a shared desired outcome because with an influencer, Mm. it's like an exchange of money for a post. Their desired outcome is that money. (laughs) And with affiliates, it's the same sort of thing where really the incentive for them is what you're paying out in exchange for the service. But with co-marketing, ultimately, it's that shared goal or shared outcome. So you either are sharing the same lead pool, you're sharing the awareness, you're sharing the audience. Both of you are working towards the exact same thing. Okay. Can you give me an example of how this works? Say like how you guys do this. Yeah, absolutely. I think if a great example is webinars. Webinars are a tool that most people are familiar with. You host a webinar, you have a topic that you cover, maybe you bring in a guest, but a co-marketed webinar is fantastic because you partner up with a business that has an overlapping audience, but is non-competitive with you. And you both promote that webinar. You both share it with your respective audiences, your respective lead pools. And then you both speak on that webinar and align on the topics and the desired outcomes. And then when it's finished, you share all the leads that results from that webinar. Okay. And the benefit, the value of doing this, as I understand it, is that you're getting access to the audience of the company that you're partnering with and they get access to your audience. Yeah, that's definitely the biggest value is not only are you getting access to that audience, which is relevant to your business, but that audience is coming with a degree of trust built in because essentially it's someone they already work with, someone they already trust, follow, who's promoting this shared event. And so you're not starting from zero like you would Mm. with other marketing tactics. You're starting with a certain degree of respectability or trust built in with that audience. Okay. Okay. That makes sense because they're saying we already trust the company that we work with and know if they're working with this other company, then they must be trustworthy too. We can take their, it's like the, the, your partner is vouching for you. Exactly. And that's definitely the main value. The other thing I want to mention about value is you're basically doubling your marketing resources for the deliverable in question. You have two companies promoting it. You have two companies funding the event. You have two companies thinking and working on it. And so in a sense, this can only benefit the success of that particular activity. Okay. So it could be more affordable 
for both companies, or you could do something bigger than you otherwise would be able to do alone. Exactly. Which is huge for, especially startups, when mm -hmm. you're trying to gain mm -hmm. exposure and increase the output that you're creating as a marketing organization, pairing with another company and doubling those resources is a huge value bring. Okay. So for you guys, as we mentioned up top, you're in the business of helping creators sell online courses, build communities, and so on. Who are the sort of adjacent companies with a similar audience that you're looking for when you want to do co-marketing? Yeah, that's a great question. And I actually have a really good trick for this, okay. which is Thinkific, like many software companies, has a marketplace for our users where we build a certain set of solutions, but for users that want to expand beyond that, bring in different tools they already use, we have this marketplace. Now, a marketplace is the perfect place to find a co-marketing partner because you inherently know that you have an overlapping audience. Otherwise, they wouldn't be promoting within your marketplace or you wouldn't be promoting within another business's marketplace. And so from the start, you know that there's overlapping audience and then you likely have an existing relationship with someone within that business. So you're not cold calling a business to try and ask, hey, will you join my webinar or do you want to do something together? You're working through existing relationships, through your contacts in the marketplace, and you have that existing trust and that alignment with that partner, which is so huge for co-marketing to, to work. And so that's where I frequently go is to a marketplace because it's just an easy end for finding the right partners. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Are you looking for partners that are roughly the same size as you, the same scale, similar in those ways? Or does it make good strategic sense maybe to look for partners that are bigger and have more resources and have a bigger audience? Yeah. If you can land a partner with a bigger audience, I think it makes a ton of sense to do so. Often that's a harder land because again, it's like a reciprocal relationship and you want yeah. them to be getting value out of it as well. What I will say though, is rather than looking for a partner bigger than you, or that brings a certain size and experience to the table, which is great, but you may want to look for a partner that brings a unique knowledge to the equation, something mm -hmm. you can't offer internally. So if there's an area that your audience is really interested in that you don't have the internal expertise to support. You may go seek out a partner who, regardless of size, is really knowledgeable about that particular thing, because then you're creating a ton of value for your audience through the partnership. Okay. Now, you mentioned doing like a joint webinar. What are some other examples of the kinds of co-marketing that are popular or that are common? Yeah, definitely. Webinars are a common one, but I think ebooks, co-written ebooks or co-written templates more and more, we're seeing templates as, as a co-marketing activity. You look at tools like Miro or Notion that have these massive template libraries that are being submitted not only by their users, but by partner companies. And then frequently, you can build multiple marketing activities around a single co-marketing event. So you could launch a template with another business and then have a webinar to walk people through it or have a Twitter chat to walk people through it, answer questions, those kinds of things. So you can stack on these co-marketing experiences. Okay. So it sounds like you can get creative, that there's a lot of possibilities to, to find ways to work together. Definitely. Yeah. What have you learned by doing this? What have you learned in terms of what not to do? You already mentioned, of course, you don't want to partner with a direct competitor that just, and they wouldn't want to partner with you. Yeah. Other than that, though, when you're looking for partners, what, you know, again, what have you learned about what, what doesn't work? 
Yeah. I think what doesn't work is co-marketing like a direct sales pitch. I think people, and I've made this mistake in the past, you work with another business and you say, yeah, we're both going to do a webinar together on a specific topic, or we're going to create a resource on a specific topic. And you're approaching it from a play of awareness, user enablement, education, and they come in and it's sell-sell. And so even though you're aligned on the activity, you're not really aligned on the approach. And so I've made that mistake quite a bit. I think you need to work really closely on what the goal and the content is going to be in the specific deliverable so that you're both on the same page. And the other thing is, I think a lot of the times we try to go after that big fish and build the co-marketing activity. And like you said, it's great to land a huge partner with a massive audience and gain that exposure. But you want to find someone who's in, as invested in the success of the thing as you are. You want someone who's working hard to promote it. You want someone who's working hard to ensure that the content is quality. And so if your co-marketing activity is just like a one hour to-do list item for them when you're spending weeks investing in it, you're probably not going to get the outcome you want out of that partner. Now, when you reach out to for a potential uh, co-marketing partner, but it's cold, you don't have a contact, you don't know anyone. How do you do that? Like, how do you broach the idea? Yeah, it's definitely a, a tough one. I would say like being metric focused is the right approach and the one I've had success with. And by that, I mean, talk about the size of your audience and what you're bringing to the table. Talk about the success of previous activities, like what you're suggesting. So if you say, hey, we regularly do webinars that have an amazing attendance rate, 90% sign up to attendance, or we do these email campaigns to our audience where we're regularly pulling in 400, 500 leads per gated asset that we release. Those are the kinds of numbers that peak interest, even for big fish, because it's, it's guaranteed metric boost to their own KPIs as well. Regardless of size, if they can invest a certain amount of time for almost a guaranteed return, that's the, that's the kind of thing that'll lead to a, a return email, you know, a response. Okay. And have you found pretty good success with this? Have you found that people are generally open to at least exploring the idea? Yeah. Cold, even for myself, I've done this for quite a long time. Cold is always hit or miss. You get some yeses and then you get ignored a lot of the time. But to be honest with you, like, Cold is the harder ask. And I always recommend when people are, especially starting out with co-marketing like this, do you have an existing relationship you can tap for this? Have that marketplace? If not, do you have an ex-employee who's working at a new business who you can reach out to and be like, hey, do you know what we do? You know how successful we can be with these activities. Do you want to collaborate? I would seek out those existing relationships that you have and start there. Mm -hmm. And then at the very least, you're building a set of data points that you can then wield as you do cold outreach in the future. Okay. So when you do the cold outreach, you can say, hey, I've done five of these already. They were awesome. Yeah. Here's, you can even check out, here are the, here are links to some of them. Let's do it. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So go start with the low hanging fruit. That's all, that's usually a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what's your advice for marketing teams that want to get started with co-marketing? Yeah, it goes back to what I just said. But I think the big thing at the start is a lot of people will go after the big fish and they'll have an idea for a big one-off co-marketing activity. I think iteration and alignment are the biggest things for succeeding like right out of the gate. 
find a really solid, trusted partner who's aligned with you in terms of the deliverable and the desired outcome, and then do multiple activities with them. I mentioned this earlier in our call, but don't just do one webinar, see how it works, and then try to find a new partner. Mm. Do a webinar series. Do a webinar series supported by an ebook. Release a couple templates that you can add into that funnel. So once the webinar ends, you're nurturing those leads with relevant content. There are so many things you can do. You mentioned it. You can get creative in so many ways with co-marketing activities that I would do multiple with the same partner and then figure out what really resonates with your audience, what you're comfortable doing as a business, where you excel. And then I would move down the line and start looking for new partners. Mm, great advice. I'm taking mental notes here. I'm like, <laughs> I should start doing this. Yeah, great. This is a wealth of information. Evan, how can people connect with you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Evan LePage. I definitely am responsive anytime I get a message like that. And so Twitter is probably the best place. But other than that, a great way to connect with me is jumping into Thinkific marketing activities. Join a webinar, share a blog post. I'm all over comments, shares, attendees. I'm all over the place. So we'd love to see more people hop in and engage. Awesome. Sounds great. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.